the Locked On Stars podcast, bringing you this Wednesday evening episode alongside my co-host Kenneth Nash, site expert at NolanWriting.com. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, but you already knew that if you've been listening to us. I, Kenneth, I've said that 82 times now, and it, it, it still has... You've said it more. You said it more than that because you said it every time we come to. Come oh back my gosh! I've like so times really like, three almost. So oh, and, and then all the to like 240, 250 all the times. extra takes that we've had that never ended up making it to air that we've had to delete and restart <laughs> recording. Even that one time where we recorded like a full episode and then we had to restart uh, just because we didn't like it. Um, so yeah, we're going the extra mile here, locked on stars. But happy Wednesday. To all of you, hope this podcast finds you well. Hope you're staying well, staying safe, staying healthy. Kenneth, how are you over in Mississippi? We, we're sorry this is a late episode. Kenneth and I's schedules completely overlapped today. He was busy all afternoon, early evening. I was busy all morning at camp. So this is the first chance we've had to get the podcast out. But Kenneth, how's your Wednesday going? Uh, it's going well. I uh, did a little bit of work outside this afternoon, and uh, now I'm just uh, ready to uh, get this podcast out. A little bit late recording today. But we're going to get it out. It's our Wednesday episode, and we we apologize. <laughs> Hopefully tomorrow we will have an earlier episode because, as you know, the stars are not skating tomorrow. Or if you didn't know, now you know. The stars will not be skating tomorrow uh, for training camp for Phase 3. Rick Bonus told us back on Monday that he likes... The idea of skating three hard days, taking a day off, then they'll skate three more hard days. Take So this weekend they'll skate, and then they'll take Monday off. Then they'll skate hard Tuesday, Wednesday, take Thursday off, and then skate Friday, Saturday before flying to Edmonton on Sunday. So no training camp tomorrow that will need to be talked about, but we did have training camp today, and there's a few different things we want to touch on from training camp today. So Kenneth, let's just go ahead and dive right in to the episode. So... In our third session, or I rather the Stars' third session of their 2020 summer training camp, it looked very similar, Kenneth, to the first two. And rightly so. This this is very much a time, as as Rick Bonus said earlier in the week, he's trying to break things down into increments, trying to not only get the team back up to speed. Uh, at the level they were, I guess you could say, in various components of their game, but also trying to polish off some of those rough edges that the team struggled with throughout the regular season back up until March uh, 12th when the season was paused. But if you if you were to examine camp very closely and you actually you know understand the game of hockey and kind of the ins and outs, you could tell they were doing some different things. They were working on some different drills. Uh, this was also Rick Bonus's first day on the ice after spending the first two days standing on the bench just as a, taking a, a precautionary stance because the team's COVID tests had not come back yet until Tuesday, I believe, Tuesday evening or Wednesday morning, whatever the case may be. So now Bonus back on the ice today was very vocal, Kenneth. Right once he stepped on the ice, players were tapping their sticks, excited to see him back because he loves to be back. He loves to be emotional. He loves to be very vocal, uh, keeping everybody in the right spot, keeping everybody doing the right thing. And it was nice to see him back out there. And it definitely seemed to have an effect on the team, Kenneth. And rightly so, because when the, when your head coach is around, you always seem to push a little bit harder than you might if he's not there. Yeah, and, and we've talked about this period 
this period of work, training camp, star summer camp, if you want to call it that, is uh, is all about kind of getting your legs back under you um, on the players' perspective. But for the coaches, too, it's about uh, seeing where your guys are at, seeing where they uh, have improved physically, uh, if, they, if they're up to speed, if they're at game speed, or if they're still trying to work back into uh, full game fitness. Um, but also for a coach, you know, th- this period um, – you know, for the stars, it was it was obviously they wanted to be on the ice. They would have rather already have played the Stanley Cup playoffs. But at the same time, it was it had the opportunity to be beneficial because they did have they had flaws, and we talked yeah. about that yesterday. That this was while it's a very talented team with a lot of expectations, and you know that that defensive unit and goalie tandem is phenomenal. This is a team that also has some very prominent flaws, and and this period allowed the coaching staff to kind of get together, figure out ways that they could kind of address those uh, in quick work and get and get into the postseason. So I'm sure uh, for for bonus, this was a a great opportunity. He was excited to get back on the ice and, and try to address some of these issues and and get things flowing again before they head to Edmonton here yeah, in a couple. And we weeks. talked about over the past few days and even over the past few months talked about how it's pretty obvious that the star's biggest flaw is just containing the puck or protecting the puck, possessing the puck on offense, creating offensive scoring chances consistently, uh, having offensive consistent offensive zone time, simply just getting the puck on net, scoring the puck on a regular basis, on a more regular basis than they were over much of the past two seasons. And so a lot of work has been on the offensive side of the puck. Obviously, Rick Bonus had four months to focus on that offensive uh, strategy and not only see where the stars could get better, but also got to watch some other teams, you know, look around, scout some video, check out some other teams, see what they did, and maybe pick and choose little uh, pieces of other teams' offensive attacks and add them, group them into your own. One of those, as we talked about, uh, activating one of those defensemen to act as a fourth forward up in the offensive zone, helping out on the offensive rush, helping out to set up, uh, hopefully, an offensive chance, a scoring opportunity. But they're, they've also been doing a lot of special teams. We talked about that yesterday, uh, focusing a lot on the power play, getting the penalty kill in there too. And the guys, as Bonus pointed out yesterday, the guys really are feeding off of each other's energy. The penalty killers are really excited when they see the power play get frustrated. The power play gets really excited when they put the puck in the back of the net in a five-on-four drill. And so... Lots of energy, lots of emotion, and there was actually a quote yesterday, Kenneth, uh, from Rick Bonus when he was asked about being on the bench and you know seeing these guys. He was actually it was Mike Hike asking the question. He actually asked about Joe Pavelski and Corey Perry if coming back to a training camp like this helps them because this is now it's not their first training camp. In other words, they don't they're not you know still trying to almost figure their way around the uh, practice facility. They're not trying to figure out the routine. They're not trying to figure out the city. This is all well-established in their minds now, and so that should be an advantage. And his quote actually turned to a bit of the camaraderie side, where he said, you know, it certainly helps them coming back. When you stand back on that bench, which I absolutely hate, you get to observe those things on the ice. I really enjoy the camaraderie of the club. It's a close group, and the chemistry of this team is really good. They're very comfortable with each other, and I've enjoyed that. It certainly helps the newer guys. 
you leave here and you know you're coming back as a Dallas star, I think that probably helps them feel a lot more comfortable. They know the city, they know the routine, they know their teammates, and they know the expectations. There's no questions coming into this camp. And so, Kenneth, the emotion and the energy from all those guys on the ice is great to see because it shows that they are invested, they're ready to go, they're trying to get back up to game speed. But it's also good to see that they are gelling. They are still very much one unit. They have great chemistry across all four lines, all three defensive pairings in the crease. The whole team is one unit, and that is very valuable. That's a very valuable thought and idea, uh, I guess, to possess as a team going into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, the Stanley Cup playoffs, I mean, hockey is already very much a team-oriented game. And then when you take it to the Stanley Cup playoffs where everything's heightened, the speed's heightened, uh, the pressure is elevated, uh, you need your team, you need to be able to click with your teammates, have that relationship with your teammates uh, even more. And so for the Stars, who are a team looking to make a deep run in the postseason, they're not just here uh, just to say, hey, we hit, we made it to the Stanley Cup playoffs you know, in back-to-back years. They're, they're here to make a deep run. That, that teamwork and that, that kind of close-knit bond that the team has is going to be important uh, as they try to push past some tough opponents here in the Western yes, Conference. It, it, obviously, teamwork makes the dream work, as they say, uh, whether you're you know in, in peewee, peewee ball or whether you're in the pros. Teamwork makes the dream work. As we know, Kenneth, we've learned that lesson. Uh, even doing this podcast, we've learned that lesson <laughs> that you know everybody's got to pull their own weight here. <laughs> At Lockdown Stars, and everyone's got to pull their own weight on the ice. Every everyone as yes, two exactly. of us. Exactly. You you do your part, I do mine, and together we make this beautiful monstrosity work. But when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that camaraderie, a little bit more of the build or how this 2019-2020 Stars team is built compared to last year, and just how important the similarities between those two teams are uh, roster wise. When the Lockdown Stars podcast continues in a moment. Back here, the Locked On Stars podcast. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com. Joined alongside by my co-host, Kenneth Nash, a site expert, NolanWrighton.com. Kenneth, I think that's 251 now of the number of times I've said that. Uh, but anyway, we're bringing you episode 82 of the Locked On Stars podcast. Happy to be with you. Thank you again. Uh, we can't say it enough. Thank you all so much for not only sticking with us over the past four months, but also spreading the word, getting our name out. We've gained a few more followers. Uh, as Kenneth said yesterday, our our listener uh, our listener rate is trending upward over the past week or so. We're excited that hockey's back. We hope you're just as excited as we are. And we hope you spread the word and tell all your friends that might be Stars fans that we, we exist. We're here, Kenneth. And we're here to talk hockey. Yeah, we, <laughs> we exist. exist. We're here to talk hockey five days a week if you're ready to listen about it and listen about Dallas Stars hockey. So let's get back into Dallas Stars hockey, phase three. Uh, Stars just finished up day three of their training camp this today. Uh, obviously, it's almost 11 o'clock here on Wednesday night, but finish up day three today. They won't skate tomorrow. A lot of similarities between today and the first two day of practice. Kenneth, the lines were the same. You know, you had the top line of Dennis Grianov, Rope Hans, and Tyler Sagan still skating together. 
the Jamie or the yeah Jamie Ben, Jason Dickinson, Corey Perry line was skating together, and then your bottom two lines stayed the same with Andrew Cogliano, Radic Fox, and Blake Como, and Matthias Janmark, Joe Pavelski, and Alexander Radulov, and then your defensive pairs staying pretty similar to the first two days as well. A lot to talk about on those. We'll break those down as we go along. Obviously, we still have about another week and a half of training camp before the Stars head to Edmonton. But, Kenneth, we're talking about camaraderie, and Rick Bonus really touched on it yesterday because it is an important subject. It's one that is often overlooked, especially in pro sports, because it's almost— I, I Somebody once pointed out to me that, you know, Kenneth, back in the day—I I, I hate using this term—back in the day— um, but I think we're old enough now that we can use this. I, I'm not sure if this is plausible or not, but back when we were kids, you you know, we were both Dallas Mavericks fans, right? And yes. now it's yes. Partially. And now it seems as though everyone or a lot of kids nowadays are more athlete based. So they're more they like one athlete instead of an yeah. entire team. And so I guess that's kind of where the team, the team aspect of things is lost in the shuffle. But when you have a tight bond within your team, selfless players, you know, where everybody is just there to make the team better and not make themselves better. It's that it's that old mantra of, you know, there's no I in team. Um, But as Kobe Bryant would say, but there is an I in win. Uh, But regardless, (laughs) regardless of that fact, we're. We're talking about this this unique bond that this 2019-2020 or Dallas Stars team has. This is still the 2019-2020 yeah, season. It's very weird, but it still <laughs> is. But uh, we're talking about this unique bond. And, you know, I went back and did the math. Out of players that skated at least 20 games last year and this year, there are 17 players that are on the ros- on both rosters, on the 2018-2019 Dallas Stars and 2019-2020 Dallas Stars. So... 17 skaters that's a lot of similar I mean in other words you're returning a big group Kenneth and that is that's very important because it can sometimes take a while to build bonds not only between one player and another but you know entire lines entire power play units entire penalty kill units and bonus even pointed out today the penalty kill guys some of them have been skating together for two years now on the penalty kill and so those units, those bonds really grow as you get into your second full season together. Yeah, that's. I think that's when you look at the, how the stars are shaping up for this postseason, and you look at you look at key factors. I think experience together is going to play a big role. Obviously, you look to last year, and and it really. I think in late in the Blues series, some of that inexperienced show that was a that was obviously a, a talented team and it had guys who'd been around the the franchise for a little while. But you also had some guys who had not, who had just joined the Stars, you know, a year or two prior, and so they were kind of getting used to it. And then they get thrust into the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they're kind of they're kind of having to learn how each other play in high pressure situations on the fly and, and get used to postseason experiences together. You know, even that team didn't have tons and tons of deep postseason runs under their belts. So I think that that's that's having that uh, kind of experience together, that shared experience coming into 2019-2020 and this year's Stanley Cup playoffs, I think is going to be key. And then I think when you look at the stars and the guys they added, I think they recognized that that 
they had those shared experiences and they wanted to bring in guys who already had been tested uh, a lot. You look at their three offseason signings, their big ones in Joe Pavelski, Corey Perry, and Andre Sekera. Across the three of them, the three of them have a combined over 2,800 career games played. And then you look at Pavelski and Perry, who are two well-known, established players who have been around and done that. Between the two of them, they have a combined 252 postseason yeah. appearances. So you, I think the Stars recognized that they had the pieces, their guys had gone through this experience together, and they should be better for it. Obviously, they needed some added some added help. But you look at who the stars brought in, and and I think they they specifically brought in guys who had been there, done that. Especially with Pavelski and Perry in the postseason, who weren't going to be phased. You know, when the quote unquote the lights come on, puck drops, and you're in a Stanley Cup playoff right. game. I don't think those two guys are going to be phased, and I think they wanted to kind of have guys also who could adapt to new teammates. You look at Pavelski and Perry, obviously two guys who have had long careers with with one team. They've, they're known for their, their spans with one team. Um, I think they've been able to adapt to a lot of new players joining them. And so I think joining the Stars, they'll be able to adapt – to, to their new teammates, and obviously, even though they haven't been through the playoffs with this group, uh, they're well-experienced and should be able to adapt pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely, and and Rick Bonus even point, when he was answering that question from Mike Heike yesterday on Tuesday, he pointed out how, you know, these Pavelski and Perry, while they may have had, you know, those questions, about, or while they may have still been trying to find their way around back in September during their first training camp with the team after spending anywhere from, you know, 10 to 15 seasons back in San Jose or back in Anaheim. Now they're familiar. Now, while it is a training camp, this is technically their second training camp with the Stars. So as Bonus said, he put it pretty plainly. When they left, they knew they were going to come back as a Dallas Star. And so wherever they went, you know, they they knew what they were getting back into. Uh, once the NHL, you know, at that point, hopefully restarted. Now it looks as though we're we're surging towards a restart. But it's 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 good to see Kenneth, I guess, to see how just how well this team gels, just how much fun. I mean, you see it on the ice, the emotion that they have with each other. You know, even so much as you know, pushing each other around while they're on the boards, just playfully. You know, get, you know, cross checking each other in the back a little bit. Every, and even so much as, you know, like a top liner in the NHL doing it to one of the prospects or one of the black aces that's up here for training camp. Just shows you that everybody everybody knows everybody, everybody's comfortable with everybody here on this Dallas Stars training camp roster. And that should play a big role in the long run. I mean, you even see, I don't know if you saw the story from Sean Shapiro and Mike Heike both did a story on it, but over the first two days of Zoom interviews, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan both talked about how they uh, spent you know, the months of quarantine working out in Jamie Benn's backyard, in his pool house, in his garage. They had built their own like weight room there. And it was Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, Ben Bishop, Blake Como, and Jamie Alexiak, the five guys that stayed in Dallas for the pause, uh, throughout the pause at least, those five worked out almost on a daily basis. And they were always together. They were always pushing each other to get better. And that should pay off in dividends, especially in a unique format, like living in a bubble. 
Yeah, it should. And I think I think when you talk about camaraderie, I think where where it shows itself is how much you can trust your teammates to uh, to to get their job done. And I think when you look at the team, obviously based off last year's performance in the playoffs, you have a trust that that your guys are going to get it done. The guys that are returning, especially guys like Ben Bishop and the, and the core of that defensive unit, and then that goes back into to the Pavelski Perry additions. You trust that Joe Pavelski and Corey Perry are going to show up in the playoffs. They've been there. They've done yeah. it numerous times. And and so it's just it's it's getting that feel for each other, and they obviously got a chance to to kind of get used to it last year in the playoffs and see each other uh, in the postseason. I think now they're going to be much more of a tighter group, and also they're going to trust each other a lot more. I think when they step on the ice to to get their job done, everybody's going to uh, pull off their role, and and if all goes well, there there's no reason why they can't be a a, a deep contender in this Absolutely. postseason. Absolutely, as Mike Heike put it in his story. Why not the Stars? In this weird, unique format, why not? And, you know, every team is going to say that, all the 24 teams. But we'll talk more about that, of course, over the next two weeks as we approach the return to play uh, starting on July 30th for the Stars with their exhibition game against the Nashville Predators and then diving into round-robin play. We've got a lot more to talk about, and that's why we're back to daily episodes. So happy to be here. We've got plenty of topics to cover, Kenneth, over the next two weeks. So get your uh, get your notepad out because... We're going to have a lot of notes to take, a lot of details to dive into, a lot of storylines to follow. And that that's okay, Kenneth. That's okay. We Well, I was... I didn't know. I thought you were talking to thought, the listeners. I, know, I, I understand. I understand. I, I think Kenneth thought we were going to break. Uh, I thought... Kenneth was going we to spoke, say anything. Because Kenneth, Kenneth yes, signaled Kenneth signal to, to go, go to break. break. <laughs> so uh, now we're going to break, and we'll come back in just a minute tell you about our NHL 20 My Pros, uh, our virtual selves. The Locked On Stars podcast continues in a moment. Back here, the Locked On Stars podcast. <laughs> I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, joined by Kenneth Nash, a side expert at NolanWrighton.com. He signaled me to come back on now, and I, I we both had a, a good laugh about that. We're even 82 episodes in, we're still figuring out uh, each other's signals and directions. Golly. It's it's a good time. It, we got to work on our come. We really do. We need to. We, we we don't gel like the stars gel. Um, but maybe. I'll come. I'll come. I'll come to Texas and cross check. Honestly, yeah, we can. We can. Yeah, just make it play. As long as it's playful, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like as long as I do it with yeah, a smile. As long as I don't like hurt for a, a few days after, then we're good. We're good. But anyways, we're here wrapping up this Wednesday evening episode. Uh, and obviously, if you were with us throughout the pause throughout this four months, we usually reserve this final block of the. Uh, I guess of every episode to talk about our virtual selves that we started up in EA Sports NHL 20. I think we started them back in like late March. Kenneth and I both just began our third seasons. I'm with the Anaheim Ducks. Kenneth's with the New Jersey Devils. And now that we're back to daily episodes, now that we have a lot of Dallas Stars content to cover every day, uh, there's obviously needs to be a shift eventually in our content and our, our distribution and our a distribution of time, I guess, on stories and on certain topics and content. And so after talking about it, because we know some of our listeners do like hearing about the updates of our virtual selves, which is kind of odd, Kenneth, because I hate my virtual self. Um, And you'll find out why here in about two or three minutes when I tell you. But we decided we're going to 
Yes, you already, already know what happened. It's guessed. the opening of a new season. What happens to Josh Clark at the beginning of a new season? You know. If you've been listening, you know what happens. But we'll talk about that in just a minute. But we've decided that we're going to go to uh, two times a week. We'll finish the episodes by updating you on our players so we can reserve most of the content for Dallas Stars news, Dallas Stars updates, Dallas Stars content, but then also maybe the last five or seven minutes of every episode or of a Wednesday and a Friday or Tuesday and a Friday episode, I think is what we decided just so every three days or so gives us some time to catch up because obviously both of our schedules have gotten busy uh, over the past week or two with Kenneth starting up or starting up school again at Bellhaven and then me being at training camp every morning uh, with the stars and trying to do as much work there, getting all that covered for NHL.com and Fox Sports Southwest and whatever else. So we're still going to try and get these updates done as, as often as possible, probably twice a week. They won't be as thorough, as detailed. We won't spend as much time on them going forward, but we will still keep updating until maybe one day we just forget about them, or maybe one day we both just retire, Kenneth. We call it a we call it a career. <laughs> Two, yeah, we three years in. Hey, I already have my Bill Masterton and my uh, Calder Memorial Trophy, so I'm fine. I've won two major awards. I'm good. Uh, but regardless, <laughs> Kenneth, let's let's go ahead and update them on the beginning of our third. I guess our junior. No, you can't really call it our junior year. You you can use freshman and you can use sophomore, but after that, you really can't use uh, any more terms for no. third or fourth year. But so. Started your third year with the New Jersey Devils. I know you were opening up against the Pittsburgh Penguins. How did that opening game go? Yeah, so obviously opened up against the Pittsburgh Penguins. The grudge match that I will forever... I'll hate probably Pittsburgh in real life just because of the things they did to my virtual, uh, my player. But did open up the season against them. Big win uh, to start off the year for the New Jersey Devils. Pittsburgh came into the game. They'd already played, and so they were 1-0-0. This was our first game of the year. We won in a shootout, uh, 3-2 in a shootout. uh, Jack Hughes doing the big job, getting the uh, game winner in in the shootout. But I had a good game on in, on an individual basis. I've tried to – I think my mantra this year and this season is going to be more of a balanced defender. I am officially listed as like a two-way defender when you Fantastic. make your player – you know, your player type, archetype, I guess. And I, but I've obviously, you want to score goals. It's a video game. You want to score goals. You want to assist goals. Should've you want to do fun Should've things. I should have. But, uh, but anyway, so I focused on, on the defensive side and had a great game defensively. Had six hits, a couple of block shots, finished the game with an A minus defensive rating, which is about as high as I've ever had defensively. Um, was on the ice for, uh, Pittsburgh's equalizer there. It was late in the third period, about a minute left. But if you if you watched it completely, not at all my fault. I had a guy tied up in front of the net, and uh, I forgot who it was. I should have written it down like Josh writes down every do. minute detail of his I player do. career. But uh, basically, it comes in, is gets checked by somebody while they're falling, slots a backhand back across net, and beats McKenzie Blackwood uh, to tie it up at 2-2. In the game, though, I did have a, uh, a goal, so I did score... I uh, finished with a plus one, or, sorry, an even rating um, after after being on the ice for the second goal. But the goal was a nice one. I was in the slot. It wasn't too aggressive. Sometimes I got really aggressive and I'd pinch down and I'd be calling for the puck. This one I just kind of drifted into some space, got it, hit a quick one-timer in the slot, and uh, it gave us the 2-1 lead. Of course, we would surrender.
defender. Uh, and then I was on the ice for most of overtime. Actually drew a penalty about a minute into overtime to give us a four on three, but we couldn't score. Uh, just bad. It was We just played poorly in the overtime in the offensive zone, but went to the shootout, picked up the win. Excited about that. A good start. We're, we're hoping to make the playoffs this year. Beating Pittsburgh, who was a playoff team last year, is a good oh, first absolutely. step. absolutely. And you only have 81 more of those. Uh, and then you're playoff bound. <sighs> okay. So, all right. Um, <laughs> as you know, you know, Josh Clark, virtual Josh Clark, the left winger for the Anaheim Ducks, uh, it's it. the human, the human cast. Yeah, I guess, or like the human, you know, glass, glass bones and paper skin uh, model. He's I, <laughs> he's got crutches with his name engraved. Yeah, on honestly, him. I do. Like, I, I guess I have my own like reserved crutches in like the locker room now. Um, so if you know, <laughs> it's like never. Okay, there you go. No, just no, keep we're going. We're not gonna just go there. It, it already hurts enough. Uh, virtually at least. And, and my, just my, I'm just so tired, Kenneth, of, of this always happening. But luckily it's not as, if you know anything about, you know, Josh Clark for the first two, for the first two seasons of the Anaheim Ducks, it's that injuries were frequent and, uh, excessive to an extent, uh, in the first two years of my career with the Ducks. That includes a, uh, a 15 game first season. So in other words, I missed 67 games with injuries in my first season. Last year I missed 32 games with one primary injury. So I got a little better last year and then I ended up winning the Calder and the Bill Masterton last year. So not only my perseverance and dedication to hockey, but also they were like, he played over yes, half a but season. Also, yeah. I finally <laughs> qualified as a rookie. In my second season, because the first season I only played 15 games, even though I was on the roster all year. Lots of injuries. But then going into this season, second game of the year I got injured. But first game was actually really good. We played at Philadelphia, took on the Flyers. I opened the scoring for our team for the 2021-2022 season. Had a snipe in the slot to put us up one nothing about midway through the first period. Flyers ended up rallying back. We were up 2-0, but they rallied back while I was on the bench, and it was 2-2 going into the second period. Then I was on the ice for a Taylor Hall goal in the second that made it 3-2 Anaheim. I was really active on defense that game, forced, I think, four or five turnovers, a couple poke checks, a couple heavy hits along the boards. And then I was on the ice for a Nolan Patrick power play goal early in the third period that tied it up at 3-3. Had some great looks in overtime uh, with Taylor Hall and I guess it would have been, I think it was Jeff Petrie, uh, maybe a, maybe Mark Giordano, but regardless, went to the shootout. I got poke-checked by Carter Hart, but then Andre, Andre Kasha scored the lone goal to give us the 4-3 shootout win. I had a goal, a plus-two rating. It was all green on my ratings. Then we played at Washington against the Capitals. This is where I got hurt. But before I got hurt, it was in the third period. I had an assist from behind the net for a Darren Sprong power play goal. Then I was on the ice for a Mark Giordano power play goal in the first 10 seconds of the second period. We went up two to nothing. Then I had another assist on a Mark Giordano, or I, I had an assist on a Mark Giordano slap shot from the point to make it four to one late in the second period. Mark Giordano was on fire. I mean, needless to say, he was one goal away from a hat trick, almost had it a few times. 
Then goal, I had one goal scored against while I was on the ice. It was right after I hopped over the boards they scored. Then, Kenneth, I'm, it wasn't a big hit. You know, I sent Kenneth a video of the hit that ended up injuring <laughs> it, it was, was not, not a big, big hit. hit. It was almost just like, <laughs> just, just like colliding. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. But not, no one was going fast. I was just holding the puck in the left circle, kind of gliding along. And then somebody just came up. I don't even know who it was. At like half speed and hit me. And I just fell over like a sack of potatoes and was down on the ice, had to crawl off. Turned out I had a sprained groin, but I was only out for 15 days. So I simmed up those 15 days. Uh, we're now 5-3 and three on the year. We're 5-3-0. and oh. We were actually 5-1-0, but we've lost two in a row. And now we're, our next game is at the Calgary Flames. I'll be back in. So right now I have one goal, two assists, three points, and a plus two rating on the year. No penalty minutes, Kenneth. So that is a big plus, uh, especially for someone like me, which we know last year I had like 97 penalty minutes in 50 games. Not great. But regardless, that's how we are. That's, that's how we are over in Orange County right now. And that's how that's all we've got for our virtual self updates. That's all we've got for this Wednesday episode. Kenneth, do you have anything to say before we log off or hang up or whatever whatever however we describe the conclusion of this episode? <laughs> um as always, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. We show up in your feed every single day. We drop an episode every weekday, so make sure you're getting all of those uh, sent directly to your feed, whether that's Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then make sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Stars. We tweet out links to every single episode there as well. Fantastic. Short, sweet, and to the point. Once again, thank you all so much for continuing to listen to us. We cannot wait to bring you so much more great Dallas Stars content over the next few weeks and over the next few months as the return to play hopefully gets underway and we see some Dallas Stars Stanley Cup playoff hockey right around the corner. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you soon.